Once upon a morning, there was a freshly brewed McCafe coffee. It was made with 100% Arabica beans, yet something was missing. Fear not, in the distance, a sausage McMuffin with egg rides toward the sunrise in quest for breakfast. The perfect pair met at McDonald's, and mornings were happy forever after. Right now, get a $1 small coffee and a $2 sausage McMuffin with egg from the $1-2-3 menu. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Hi, and thanks for joining me for today's episode of Legal Q&A. This is utlradio.com, your business success and legal information station, and I'm your host, Peter Lamont. Well, thanks for joining me today. We're going to be answering a question that was submitted concerning what happens after you file your answer with the court. And I'll preface this by saying, you know, a lawsuit starts with someone filing a summons and complaint, depending upon your state. Sometimes you need to file the summons, sometimes you don't. Um, But after that complaint is filed, it gets served on you. It can be served on you in a variety of ways, whether it's, you know, coming from a sheriff or a process server or even in the mail. When you get that, there's generally a cover letter on it that says you have X amount of days to file your answer to that complaint. Once you file your answer, what happens next? I think that's a question that's on a lot of people's minds. So the question that was submitted uh, is a good one, and I think it affects a a number of people when you're going to be representing yourself because what I've seen happen is I've seen people answer the complaint and then not realize that they have to do something else, and the next thing you know, they get a trial date, and they go to try to defend themselves, and the judge says, well, you've got nothing here to defend yourself with. I'm sorry, you lose. And then they try to appeal it, and it it really doesn't work out that way. So today we're going to talk about that, and I'm going to explain what you need to do and what you need to be aware of um, after you file your answer. Before I do, just a couple of announcements. First of all, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher uh, or on Blog Talk Radio. Please also remember to subscribe to the YouTube channel because the video content is different than the podcast content. And it is all tied together at utlradio.com. Brand new website. I've been talking about it for uh, a, a few weeks now. Make sure you check it out and let people know about it because uh, it, it's. I'm really happy with it. A lot of people are giving some positive feedback. So check out the website and see what you guys think. Make use of it. It's there for you. It's there to help you. And as 2016 moves forward, which it's doing so quite rapidly, I cannot believe it's the end of January already. Uh, But we're going to be putting up a ton of content. That's my goal for 2016. An absolute ton of content, a lot of resources and materials, training videos and things for you guys to use. So that's that's my hope that we get all this content up. And so far, I think we're headed in the right direction. So uh, that's that's a good thing. Uh, Also, don't forget that if you miss an episode, you can tune into Friday. Every Friday we do the weekly wrap-up, and it summarizes all the shows. So in case you missed something, uh, you can listen to the... It's generally like a 15, 20-minute show on Friday. And then if there's something that piques your interest and you say, hey, I wanted to listen to that, I'll tell you the episode number. You can go back and check it out. Uh, So that's going to be there as well. Um, The blog, we've got new articles coming out weekly. So check it all out. 
Um, hopefully, you know, you guys are, are finding it helpful. And then if you have questions or you want information, whether it's about representing yourself legally or something business-related, marketing, small business, whatever it might be, you can ask all of your questions through utlradio.com. You can download the free app, which is available on iOS and Android. The app um, is going through some changes. I think that you can find it right now on the App Store by searching either utlradio.com or my name. Um, I believe it's, it's under P.J. Lamont. However, there is a link on utlradio.com on the homepage that takes you right to the download. So you can go through it that way as well. You can also use the SpeakPipe widget, which is available on the website, and record your question directly to the site. All right, without further ado, let's get to the answer to this question. It's a good one. So we're going to be answering, what do you do after you file your answer with the court? So I'm going to skip over all of the stuff that happens with the answer itself. We'll get to that in another episode. But today I want to talk just about what happens next. And what happens next is really kind of fact-specific in the sense that it depends on where you're sued. What court are you sued in? Because every state has this hierarchy of courts. Um, There's the lower court, which can handle a monetary limit up to somewhere between, depending upon your state, uh, ten to $15,000. Then there is the trial-level court, which handles all general matters. And then there's the appellate courts. Uh, just, just so you have an understanding, when we talk about small claims, we're talking about cases that are valued, generally speaking, under $5,000. And that's typically brought sometimes at the municipal level, and sometimes within your general court, but it's a special um, section of that court, and the rules are slightly different. Small claims court is really, really meant for very minor disputes, and it's, it's meant for people who have, you know, generally no lawyer. It, it's, it's a very basic, uh, where the rules are slightly bent kind of, of, of you know, court um, practice. But we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the uh, lower courts where you're going for, you know, somewhere under 15,000 and then the trial level courts, because that is generally speaking where most people have problems. That's where you get sued. Somebody's looking to recover $25,000 from you or $10,000. And that's where you're stuck, because now what do you do? Do you have the money to afford an attorney? Um, you know, you've just been served and, and now you, you don't know what to do. That's what we're talking, that level. All right, so when you file your answer with the court, what happens is that a period of discovery begins. Now, discovery is a term of art used by lawyers in the legal profession. But, but really, when you think about it, here's what it means. Discovery is that period of time where you are permitted to find evidence, testimony, documents, proof to either support your claim or support your defense. In a lawsuit, unless there's something that that is um, unique, every once in a while there's like a very unique lawsuit, the burden of proof, meaning who has to prove the case, is typically on the plaintiff, the person suing you. So if there's somebody suing you, 
they have the burden of proof. In other words, they have to show that what they're saying in their complaint is true. And they have to do that by evidence. Now, you, as the defendant in a lawsuit, you have to show that you are not responsible for what they're saying. Now, I'm going to give you two separate scenarios here. First scenario, plaintiff files a lawsuit and says that you are um, responsible. Let's say you are uh, a small business owner and you don't have any liability insurance. Uh, Let's say maybe you own a, a small florist or something like that. And somebody comes into the florist and they trip and they fall and they get injured and they say that they have a torn meniscus. They tear their, their, uh, the meniscus in their knee, and they're going to sue you. And let's say that they want, I don't know, $95,000. They had a surgery, and they're blaming it all on you. Now, you have no insurance, which happens far too often in small businesses. Um, so what do you do, right? Well, scenario one, let's say it's a plaintiff who has no lawyer, and they do absolutely nothing. They file the complaint, you file the answer, and they do nothing. Unlikely that that's going to happen. And then it goes to trial. They have nothing to prove their case. Generally speaking, they're going to lose, right? Because it's their burden of proof. But now let's say that it's a, a traditional situation, a traditional scenario where the person who fell in your store has a lawyer. So they have a lawyer, and the lawyer knows what to do. So they file the complaint, you file the answer, and then they serve you with discovery demands, and they ask you for information, and maybe they take a deposition or two, and what do you do? I mean, they're proving their case in this period of time between the answer and trial called discovery. What do you do? Here is what you do. This period of discovery that exists between filing your answer and your your trial date is when you can find all of the documents, evidence, and information to support your defense. You should serve discovery demands. A discovery demand is essentially a vehicle, a written document where you're asking the other side for information. And I'm going to tell you, generally speaking, what sorts of things you're going to be asking for. Generally speaking, when you're going to write a discovery demand and you need to see what the other side has, because it's important for you to understand what do they have? How are they going to prove their case? What are they going to say about you? So scenario, just so you're aware, is you're a business owner, you own a small florist, you have no liability insurance, someone comes in, trips and falls, and they allege that they've torn their meniscus and it's your fault. Well, you want proof. You want to ask for copies of the medical records. You want to ask for photographs. You want to take the deposition testimony of the person that fell. Maybe you want to see if there are any other witnesses that the plaintiff might have. Because don't you want to know what the witness is going to say? Don't you want to know what the plaintiff is going to say? That's going to help you establish the defense of your case. You want to see medical documents. You want to see photographs of their injury. You want to make sure that you get the medical records. Why? Because you want to see, are the injuries as severe as they're alleging? You need to establish all of this information. And that's going to help you in your defense. Don't forget to check out utlradio.com. Don't forget to 
Uh, subscribe is very important. You could sign up for the newsletter there as well. That's going to be it. That's going to do it. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I want to thank all of you for supporting what we're doing here at UTL Radio. And I really hope that um, it's worth it. I hope that you're learning and that you're able to translate what we're doing here into success. I know that in 2015, we received a lot of positive feedback, a lot of people who had done what we were suggesting or, or maybe explaining. And, um, you know, they've come back and they've said, hey, you know, it worked. Thank you. And, and that's that's the, the best. I can't I can't say anything better than that in, in what we're doing right now. So uh, thank you. Make sure that you share this information with your friends, your family, your colleagues, and let them know about utlradio.com, your business success and legal information station. I'll see you next time. The iPhone XR is here at T-Mobile. And there's a whole lot to love, like taking those perfect new year, new you portrait mode selfies you're going to share. Nice. It's the best way to stay connected to everyone you'll heart most in 2019. So get ready to fall in love with iPhone XR on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. Call 1-800-T-Mobile to learn more or visit a store today.